0: This is Radio Health Journal. I'm Reed Pence. This week, new tools to tackle high cholesterol with a tantalizing hope for the future.
1: It would be one shot that gives you enduring, potentially lifelong protection against heart disease. So in that case, it is kind of like a vaccination against heart
0: disease. Altering genes that lead to heart attack. Radio Health Journal returns.
1: I'm Nancy Benson, host of Radio Health Journal. If you enjoy listening to Radio Health Journal, you'll also like our sister show, Viewpoints, which covers a wide array of topics from education to history to the environment. Here's a preview of what they're covering this week on Viewpoints. The thing is, we don't really have to choose. We don't have to be like, oh, I'm either going to be really fit or I'm going to have desserts and not be fit.
0: Cutting sugar from your diet doesn't have to be as restrictive as many assume.
1: Then... Most of the interviewers and most of the interviewer-slash-photographers were white, and here these people were being asked by white people for the first time in their lives what they felt like, what they experienced.
2: We take a look at the intimate portraits of those formerly enslaved. I'm Marty Peterson.
0: And I'm Gary Price. These stories in-depth this week on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints.
1: Listen to Viewpoints on your favorite radio station and subscribe and listen to shows anytime on Apple Podcasts and Google Play.
0: This year, more than 800,000 people in the United States will have a heart attack. And heart disease will account for about a quarter of all deaths, close to 650,000 people. One big reason for it is cholesterol. More than 100 million Americans have high cholesterol levels in their blood, and 35 million have very high levels, usually with no symptoms at all. Most of us probably blame our diet for unhealthy cholesterol levels, but it's not really quite that simple.
1: I'd say it's about half and half. I think diet does play an important role. If you eat a lot of foods that are high in fat, particular types of fat, it can boost your cholesterol but there is an important role for genetics as well. So I would say it's about half and half. There are millions of people who may unknowingly have genetics that cause their cholesterol to be higher than it really should be, and that puts them at increased risk for heart disease.
0: That's Dr. Kieran Musanuru, Associate Professor of Cardiovascular Medicine and Genetics at the University of Pennsylvania and author of The CRISPR Generation, The Story of the World's First Gene-Edited Babies. He says we wouldn't have genes that push cholesterol up unless it was important.
1: You need cholesterol. You need triglycerides. We think of these as bad things, but the truth is you need some amounts of those things. But we don't want too much. You don't want too little either. And so we have evolved so that we have genes that help to push it up, and we have different genes that help to push it down and achieve the appropriate balance.
0: We have genes that prompt the liver to make cholesterol and push levels up because thousands of years ago, getting enough fat and cholesterol in the diet was often hard. Today, those genes are obsolete, and Musanuru says they get some of us in
1: big trouble. There are some people who, unfortunately, are born with mutations in particular genes that cause them to have sky-high cholesterol levels, very, very high. In those cases, It can be very hard to treat. Medications can bring it down a little bit, but not all the way down to where you'd want it to be. And so some of these patients actually have to be hooked up to a machine every week and undergo a dialysis-like procedure called apheresis. And what that does is it essentially washes the cholesterol out of the blood.
0: If such high cholesterol goes undetected, heart attacks in childhood can result. Fortunately, those cases are relatively rare. But genetically high cholesterol at lower but still dangerous levels is much more common. It puts people at risk of a heart attack in their 40s, independent of their diet. Musanuru says that's the case for probably one or two million people in the U.S. But the other side of the coin exists, too, people with genetically low cholesterol.
1: These are people who I think of as having won the genetic lottery. And so they are fortunate enough to have been born with certain genes that control cholesterol levels, certain genes turned off, naturally turned off, and in doing so have lower cholesterol levels. And as we've studied them, we've realized they actually have substantially lower risk of heart disease over their entire lifetime, anywhere from 30, 40, 50 to as high as 90% reduced risk of heart attack.
0: Musanuru says scientists have identified eight or nine of these genes that can seemingly protect people from high cholesterol. Their risk for a heart attack isn't zero, but they're substantially resistant, even eating a fast food diet. However, if they live on burgers and fries, Musanuru says their genes don't necessarily protect them from other problems like obesity and diabetes. So how many of these lucky people are
1: there? One gene called PCSK9. It controls that bad cholesterol that I mentioned, the LDL cholesterol. So it turns out about one in 3% of people, so that ends up being about one in 30, one in 40 people actually have the gene turned off halfway, and they actually enjoy substantial protection against heart disease, up to 80 to 90% reduction of risk over a given time period compared to the average person. So that's actually not uncommon. It's about 3% of people. There's another gene called angptl 3 That's an interesting gene because it controls not only cholesterol, but triglycerides. There are about one in 300 people who have that gene turned off all the way. And then much rarer are those people who have either one of these genes turned off all the way. They're much rarer, but the fact that they exist tells us that to live a long, healthy life, you don't actually need these genes.
0: That's important because it makes those genes an attractive target for scientists and drug makers. Today's first-line therapy, statin medication, sometimes has serious side effects, and taking a pill every day isn't practical for everyone. So, for alternatives, scientists are tapping the power of cholesterol genes. If they can turn those genes off with a medication or a treatment, they can effectively make anyone a genetic winner when it comes to cholesterol. Musanuru says already a few drugs called PCSK9 inhibitors are on the market.
1: This particular gene, PCSK9, produces a protein that is then exported or secreted into the bloodstream. So it actually has its action in the bloodstream. And PCSK9's role is to increase, to boost up, to push up cholesterol levels. And so two companies, or I should say two collaborations of companies, developed antibody-based drugs, and the idea is that the antibody can be injected into the blood. Usually, it's actually injected under the skin, but then it gets absorbed slowly into the bloodstream. And then once in the bloodstream, the antibody will bind to the PCSK9 protein and essentially clear it from the blood. So the clever way of reducing the amount of PCSK9 protein, the product of the gene in the bloodstream, and very effectively reducing cholesterol levels.
0: However, Musanuru says those drugs are expensive and need to be injected every few weeks. Newer drugs are in trials or on the horizon that turn off the gene for months at a time. A patient might need only a couple of injections each year. But what if you could turn off the gene for good? That's what Musanuru is working on, using gene editing, altering the DNA in the body.
1: Gene editing actually uses tools that can actually search, almost like a find function in a word processor, it can actually search through the entire genome, through all the 46 chromosomes. That's 6.4 billion letters across those 46 chromosomes in every cell in your body. It can actually find one particular sequence in which you're interested. It will find it, and then it can make modifications. Now, there are different types of gene editing, and you know without getting too complicated about it. You can do various types of things. You can turn off a gene. In some cases, you can actually turn on a gene that was off before. And then one thing that's particularly exciting, although it's a little bit more challenging to pull off, even with today's gene editing technology, is the ability to fix a mutation that causes disease, to restore it to the normal state. Or, you know, if you want to think of it as a typo in a book, actually fix that typo.
0: Already, Musanuru has used what's called CRISPR technology to edit the cholesterol genes of mice.
1: This is a gene editing technology that allows you to turn off genes in a controlled way in, in cells and even in whole organs in the body. And so the idea here would be to use a medication or a therapy made out of CRISPR that would target and turn off the PCSK9 gene, or maybe some other cholesterol or triglyceride gene, in the liver. And because you're actually acting on the gene itself, editing the gene, turning it off at the DNA level, if you have done it once, it is permanent. You'll never need to turn it off again. You've permanently shut it off. And the advantage there is you could receive the treatment once and then never have to worry about it again. Your cholesterol levels would be permanently reduced. It would be like taking a statin drug every day for the rest of your life. But with a single shot.
0: Musanuru hopes to have this technique in human clinical trials in three to four years. And if it works as well as it has in mice, it has the potential to act as, in effect, a heart attack vaccine.
1: You can think of it more as a preventative to give you lifelong protection after you've received the therapy. So, in that sense, it would be one shot that gives you enduring, potentially lifelong protection against heart disease. So, in that case, it is kind of like a vaccination against heart disease. It's not regulating or modifying or in any way changing the immune system, which is technically what a vaccination does, usually talking about infectious diseases and you rev up the immune system and give you protection against a bacterium or virus or whatnot. It's a little bit different, but the concept is the same. It's a one shot therapy once and done, and then, you know, you get it and then you are protected for life. That, that is a long-term hope and vision. That's what I would like to see happen. It's not going to happen, Anytime soon, you know, in a few years, maybe we'll get to clinical trials, but it's going to go to those patients who are suffering, who have great unmet need. But if it works well in those patients and turns out to be very safe, then we can start thinking about applying it more broadly and then offering it to really any adult.
0: Initially, Musanuru hopes to target patients who are desperate for new therapy to reduce their cholesterol.
1: Patients with severe familial hypercholesterolemia, the patients who need to be hooked up a machine for that dialysis like procedure to wash the cholesterol out of their blood we think gene editing permanently turning off genes in the liver could actually relieve them of the need of having to have that procedure every week it would be transformative for their lives
0: however if this kind of gene editing works as a sort of heart attack vaccine it could be transformative for millions of people worldwide we've mentioned the toll of heart disease in the u.s but it's just as bad elsewhere Heart disease claimed nearly 18 million lives worldwide last year and was responsible for nearly a third of all deaths.
1: Not many people appreciate this, but it's actually the number one killer, even in the poorest countries on earth, because we have done a good enough job, by no means a complete job, but a good enough job at addressing infectious diseases, which is what we usually think of as global health threats, that people in impoverished countries are actually living long enough to get heart attacks. I mean, now they're dying from heart attacks more than they necessarily are from uh, the traditional scourges of the developing world. Cardiovascular disease, heart disease, stroke, these are going to be the preeminent global health threat of the 21st century. It's already happening in the developing world in countries like India and China. It is going to explode. It remains the number one killer despite our best efforts in the United States. It will be a true global health threat. And the only way, in my mind, that I see, that you could tackle a problem of that magnitude would be a vaccination-style program, which was so successful in tackling things like polio in the 20th century.
0: You can find out more about Dr. Kieran Musanuru and his book, The CRISPR Generation, as well as all of our guests, through links on our website, RadioHealthJournal.org. If you miss a show, you can find archives there as well. I'm Reed Pence.
1: Coming up, how big data can make medicine better when Radio
2: Health Journal continues. About a million Americans have Parkinson's disease, and many are treated with levodopa-carbidopa therapy, but about half of them will experience off-episodes when Parkinson's disease symptoms return between doses of these medications. The FDA has approved norians, istradefolin, a prescription medicine used with levodopa and carbidopa to treat adults with Parkinson's disease experiencing off-episodes. Dr. Robert Hauser of the University of South Florida says
0: During off episodes, symptoms, including difficulty walking, return, which can impact patients. Nurions is the first and only treatment of its kind that works differently. In clinical trials, Nurions significantly decrease the amount of off time the patients experience and increase the amount of time patients had good symptom control between doses.
2: Norian's may cause serious side effects including uncontrolled sudden movements, dyskinesia, hallucinations, and other symptoms of psychosis as well as compulsive behaviors and an inability to control them. The more common side effects of Norian's include uncontrolled movements, dyskinesia, dizziness, constipation, nausea, hallucinations, and problems sleeping, insomnia. If you or your family notice that you are developing any new or unusual symptoms or behaviors, talk to your health care provider. These are not all the possible side effects of Norians. Call your doctor for medical advice about side effects. You may report side effects to FDA at 1-800-FDA-1088. Before you take Norians, tell your health care provider about all your medical conditions, including if you have a history of dyskinesia, have reduced liver function, and smoke cigarettes or use other tobacco products. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take, including prescription and over the counter medicines, vitamins, and herbal supplements. Norians may affect the way other medicines work, and other medicines may affect how Norians works. To get more information about Norians, consumers can call 1 800 N O U R I A N Z or go to www.norians.com. Brought to you by Kiowa
1: And that's Radio Health Journal for this week. Radio Health Journal is a production of Media Tracks Communications. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more. And check Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify for a library of past programs. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and information about our guests at RadioHealthJournal.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Radio Health Journal.
0: Coming up next week on Radio Health Journal... It calls into question this idea that all we need for healthy eating is just to plot more grocery stores into food deserts. A challenge to public policy on how to get people to eat healthier.
1: Then immortality or living so long, you might as well call it that.
0: This is not snake oil. This is science. That's probably, again, one of the reasons we use the word mortality because to differentiate it from simply living another 10 years or maybe 100 years. All that and more on Radio Health Journal.